thanks for tuning in to Cam and the Rev and then there's Jeff. You can find us at Facebook and Instagram under Cam and the Rev and then there's Jeff. Listen to us at any major podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. Got a great show coming up for you guys today. Hope you enjoy. Dogs. The dogs. They The Bulldogs? Not, yeah, dude. Did not look good. Really? They won. Oof. But it was ugly. Oof. Uh very ugly. And those of you that are this glass is on that dirt. <laughs> Oh, oh! Those of you that are Alabama fans, are they losing again? Well, isn't it just uh, fun to shit on Alabama fans? It was, uh, it was three to three at halftime. Oh no, they're winning now, seventeen to three. We should have had more. But bourbon. my goodness, they're playing South Florida. Why? Hey, are you safe mixing that with the tequila you've already had tonight? Yes, tequila before bourbon. Isn't that how that works? Tequila before bourbon, never fear. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> that how, doesn't rhyme at all. Statement. No, it's, I mean. But and that's not enough bourbon to make a That's in the bylaws of, of drinking. Can you Postmates bourbon? If no. you can't, you should be able to, and that seems like a thing we should get into. Oh. You just keep, you know, you'd save on DUIs. Insurance companies would love you. Yeah, I mean, right? It's yeah. It sounds. Could we get like, the local police department to back us on it. Sounds right. We could have the police do it. They can make an extra buck. Boom. There you go. It's a win-win. <laughs> right. It's people helping people. Is what it is. People helping people. Yeah. It's, you know. Community. Mark. Uh, speaking of people helping people, I help people. You help people. You help people lay down. You didn't <laughs> help that guy off the mat. You didn't yeah, help he it. tried to. You didn't help he was him a nice up. Guy. Yeah, I was. I was no, I was you did to. help him off the mat. Yeah, I helped yeah, him out. Helped him. You, you out of the tournament. Off the mat. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's, yeah, it's young guys. Yeah. I mean, he was young. Half your age. He's like yeah. a child. Mark basically beat up a big child. He's like be, beat up a kid. I think he was twenty-seven. He was twenty-seven. Such a child. The other guy, the guy that I would have had in the finals, was younger. He, he was like twenty-four. I think he just developed a frontal lobe. In his brain, yeah, but this dude's got like full testosterone levels. He does. I mean, he didn't. He's not taking any TRT. That's true. I'm low. That's true. You're not low. Uh, ish. <laughs> you might not be high. I'm, but not, you ain't I'm low. definitely not high. I was really low. I right. think I'm normal right now. Yeah, I'm in the normal range. You haven't been hit with uh, USADA testing going into this no, whole thing. No, we haven't pissed off Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Ryan. So <laughs> have you seen the back and forth yeah, of him with him and Nikki? Yeah, That's hilarious. I haven't pissed off Gordon. Have Ryan. you seen the back and forth of him and Owen Lisley? Have not. So the uh, Gordon or Nikki? Uh, Nikki. No. So you know they got to go against each other. I, I watched it. So awesome, right? Yeah, cool match. So they've yeah. been doing a little cheeky stuff. Not you know, Owen Lisley's British, so not to be too British, but he's doing a little yeah. cheeky stuff. Like yeah, uh, he'll post something that where he like doubled Owen. <laughs> And then Owen's like posting something like check out. Foot they're sweep. both saying like yeah. They're, they're yeah. both saying like check out my instructional this and that. Uh. <laughs> They've been going back and forth. I didn't realize how much uh, Nikki Rod actually outweighs Owen Lively. He's not a like an ultra or oh, he looks super big. Bro. He's big, but he's short. Oh, okay. He's like a his like foot sweeps were on point. Amazing. It's one of my favorites. Dave yeah, was, just sent this and said, "If I quit, we're a meme." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got let. Yeah, just to get back to. Let's yeah. Let's Mark circle back. Let's finish. Let's, let's wrap up the Muay Thai tournament. 
today. That and let's just say too, like he's been beating people up for about two months now, but oh. not every day, every week. Oh. So a lot of people don't know that what we're talking about that Mark has has been training, and we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. Yeah. Uh, got a little bit of a boxing background, but not really a not really a childhood, Muay Thai, childhood. not really a Muay yeah, Thai like background. Child, yeah, childhood yeah. boxing background. Hadn't boxed in over twenty years, and it's really kind of. Took some serious um, training, I'd say, in the last what two to three months. Two months, two months. And he had his first. Um, so, so let me let me say this: that my serious training for the last two months, I've sparred for two weeks, like physically with another human being. Yeah, it was, it was so, a long two weeks, though, buddy. So, <laughs> so the so first nervous. month and a half of of it was me just hitting the heavy bag. Yeah, and working up. You know, You're basically a cardio kickboxing. Dad. Basically, I was a cardio kickboxing dad for a month and a half, That's right. and then Kyle and Dave really just—they really wanted Jeff to see me get leg kicked. Yeah. Is what they wanted the right. whole time. Yeah, Kyle the whole time thought that he had this all planned out in his mind. Yeah, his entire like goal was I'm gonna. Yeah, I know Mark has hands. Let's get him out here and. And let's kick him in the legs. Yeah, let's it's, kick him in the legs a lot. That's a great idea. Yeah. And a really weird thing happened. And that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, well. It doesn't, doesn't really work. He, uh. Well, well, it's he weird. Start, he started leg kicking people back, and then apparently. I, then I, last Saturday, I was going to say the the leg kicks I saw in that video were pretty nasty. And then the last last Saturday, a week ago, I threw my first leg kick. Yeah. Somebody needs to send that. Tell that that guy. I didn't tell him. I didn't want to hurt him anymore. No. Why would you tell him? Why would you tell him? I threw my first leg kick last Saturday. Yeah. Ever. First leg kick yeah. Yeah, ever in my life. In the 44 years I was last Saturday years old when I threw my first leg kick. <laughs> well. And then finished this guy with leg kicks <laughs> and a Muay Thai sweep. Yeah. It, uh, two inside leg yeah, kicks. Yeah, two. It took two. Took two two minute round. We had a minute twenty. Yeah, we made it about left forty five seconds into the match. Nice. Yeah, he, he quit. He 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 did not want any more of that. It sucks when you start getting hit. And yeah. It hurts, and it's a tree trunk chopping you down. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Look, it was really really cool. Okay, the the fight, and and maybe we'll post it. Maybe we'll post it on our social media. for sure. Um. It was really cool. It was a really good experience. Uh, I, I, you know, I've talked a lot about nerves before and how I don't get nervous going into any competitions. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely ridiculously nervous. Dude was nervous, bro. Going into today. He's never nervous. I'm never nervous. I'm like. Not for comps and shit. Ever, everyone, and it, it's like. A thing everyone knows. Mark's never nervous. I just I'm never nervous. I it doesn't bother me. I was sitting there, and about thirty minutes before I was going to have to fight, I thought I was going to throw up. I was like, I'm going to have to find a door. Wow. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to throw. I'm, I'm going to blow chunks. And well, I and figured I just, something was up because you were pretty quiet. Yeah, bro. And like, I think you had your headphones in at one time. Yeah, the, yeah, for a couple hours. Because one of the times I went to talk to you, you had headphones in. I was like, okay, he's he's you know concentrating and all. And then it hit me later because like my knees been all wonky, so I've been like just sitting on the side, just finding somewhere to sit in this place. And 
it hit me later on. I was like, Mark really hasn't been cutting up like normal. He's was good. that your first and only fight today? Yeah. 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 They, wow. Well, there would have been a final. Should have been a finals. But the guy had good coaches, and they pulled him. They wouldn't let him fight. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a little bit lighter than the other guy. Very talented. I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah, um, he was He was probably more talented with kicks and things than the guy I fought. Uh, had a, a little bit more diversity on kicks. But none of them really set him up well. And a lot of those guys don't. I don't really understand it because it was like one of the first things Dave really tried to install on a lot of guys when I first started training with him like with Ty and stuff, mm-hmm. was to set up your your kicks with punches. Yes. Either establish a jab and set up your kick that way yeah. or one-twos, whatever. Yeah, I, I learned there, there, the phrase that Dave, Dave has said a lot in the last couple of weeks was naked kicks. Don't throw naked yes. kicks. Yeah. So that don't just throw kicks by themselves with no punches in mm-hmm. front of it or behind it. You can – you you got to do one or the other. If you if you do just throw naked kicks, you're setting yourself up to get get hurt. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there was a lot of just like naked Flinging kicks, just kicks, kick, kick, just kick, to kick, be kicking. Kick, kick. Yeah, hands down. And then down. back and forth. Yeah, yeah, hands down. A lot of lot of kicking. Yeah, a lot of kicking. What something that I thought about, and, and I I don't know, it just kind of ties into the show and what we've talked about is, if any, how how much do you feel like you being a black belt in jujitsu played a role in what you did today so i think i think a lot i really do um and and i i underestimated that piece of it a little bit and i'll tell you why so while i was very nervous um i started getting i wasn't nervous like in days and, and weeks coming into this uh i didn't get nervous until i was driving from integrity to the the venue today um and I, I was like really nervous, like almost hyperventilating nervous. <laughs> really, bro? I had to take my hoodie off. I had really? to take my hat off. I had to turn the air up. I had to like sit back and go. <sighs> Damn! <laughs> I was really nervous, and uh, so on the way up there, I was really nervous. While so we thought. This is what we thought going into it, that there was another 38-year-old uh, super heavy is what they the term is on, on the Muay Thai stand-up side. There was a 38-year-old super heavy is what we thought. So I would just have one match against this other 38-year-old guy. You know, he's almost 40. I'm 44. You know, just two older guys going out there and having fun. So we get there, and they before they start this thing, they call everybody out that's going to be in the bracket, and they called my name out. And I'm looking around in this circle, and it's not just one guy. There's there's a bunch of guys, and they're all like 25, 26, 27, 25, mm. 24, 25. It's like a little taller, some a little shorter, yeah, some a little, shorter, some yeah. a little thicker, you know. Yeah, some my height, almost my height, you know, six three, you know, some some rip six two. One guy was six four. That blonde kid, blonde kid was yeah, was least. really tall. He was my height, or maybe even just a little maybe bit taller. Maybe been a touch taller. Yeah. Uh, you know, really long, and they got all their pretty Muay Thai shorts on, and you know, they they this is what they train. They do this. Mm-hmm. I don't do this. Um, and and it hit me then too, and and but I I just so we go out for that that pre pre meeting. Where they they bracket us up and they they decided to do uh, because there was a couple guys on the same team so they did two different brackets of four so they put me and three other guys in a bracket and and honestly I I was maybe a little bit intimidated by by some of those guys they're super fit 
you know, in their mid to late twenties, uh, you know, definitely looked the part more than than what I did. You know, they can walk around with their shirts off. <laughs> I'm I'm not quite to the spot where I like walking around with my shirt off yet. I just I'm not there yet. Um, but they they looked the part, and, and Dave and and Kyle both at at two separate times. As soon as we turned around and kind of go off the mat, they said, "Hey, buddy." There's no way we can talk you out of this, is there? And I said, Jeff, no, man, I am absolutely not. It, no, we're doing this. What I felt was, man, let's just go home. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all tried to talk him out of it. Oh, well, absolutely. So I made so so they so, so here's why they, they start like they start like Mark was saying. There's a whole like uh, circle of them, right? And I look at Dave, like, Luis is already looking. Like, Luis, yeah, Luis is really good in these Luis, Luis and moments. Dave yeah. both are really know their Muay Thai MMA fight yes. business. They yes. are really well-versed, ex- very experienced. Yes. And uh, and they know a lot of these guys. I'm looking at Luis paying attention, and I look, and I'm like, are all of them in his bracket? And he's like, I don't know, but I don't know if I'd let him do that. And then Dave goes out there, comes back. He's like, you want him fighting all those guys, like, the these young guys? I was like, I don't think I can talk him out of it. I said, but let's see what we can come up with. And then we go out there, and we're like, is it all of them? And they were like, yeah, you know, we're separate, separating in the, in the brackets. And uh, so I look at Mark, and I'm like, so I'm not talking you out of this, right? And he's like, no, no, not a chance. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, look, if the first one goes bad, mm-hmm. you can't fight me on pulling you. And he was like, deal. And I was like, all right, I'll take that. One. You know, yeah. one, 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 two minute. Uh-huh. If it doesn't like, if it was just god awful, we could throw a towel. Like, yeah. you know, no big deal. And and Dave actually went and found a white towel. Yeah, think, but he I had think, it way before. I that. think he was. He had he had it with him. He had it with him already. He was. The absolute it's good to have a towel. <laughs> the other times he didn't have a towel, he ended up having to use my shirt, and stuff uh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> wiping blood, and yeah, yeah, clearing their face. Yeah. I don't think he was like. We could throw anything. I could, I could have thrown Kyle in the middle of it. And be yeah. like, we give. Oh, bro, Kyle didn't help me either. Luis's little boy. <laughs> He's so honest. Bro, Luis's little boy. He's so honest. He comes up to me, Jeff, and I was, Carrie was sitting there next to me, and Kyle comes over, and he's just, he's the cutest little kid. Yeah. And Carrie's like, Kyle, how do you think he's going to do? And Kyle looks, and, and again, his dad's a fighter. He's been around it you know, his whole life, even though he doesn't, you know, he's been around it. He's nine or ten. He's, him and yeah, they're all very desensitized. Yeah, desensitized to, to this the whole to the, thing. Yeah. So he looks Just at me. Normal. He looks at Carrie. He says, "Uh, it could go 50-50. <laughs> it could go and either said, way." Uh, such a good answer. He's he said, right. He said, I mean, it could go either way. He said, "Honestly, if he fights somebody with with abs, he's probably going to lose." <laughs> and like, and walks away. And then like, just like Mike dropped. Like walks Mike away. Drop. I was like, like "Oh, thanks, gives Kyle. It to you, gives it to you straight. He yeah. does. Thanks. Okay. Great. Yeah. I can I can respect that kind of coaching. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got it. I, I hear you. So that didn't help my nerves that I already had, and you know. I uh, yeah I I even like I normally don't eat breakfast. I even tried to eat a little something just to have something on my stomach because I was planning on being a little nervous. Mm-hmm. That didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't help at all. I'm was trying. Carrie nervous? Yeah, Carrie's Carrie's very nervous. Carrie gets nervous with with all those with all stuff. of it, uh, all the fight. You know, be in, even BJJ stuff. She gets nervous. Um, and yeah, but so but once I put so I was nervous all the way up to it. You know, even when they called my name. Uh, you know, to go over there to 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 that the other mat. As soon as I put the headgear on, the nerves just went away. 
totally went away. And headgear on, gloves went on. Well, there's no more choices now. Now it's no, go it's time. like yeah, yeah. And and that's where you know back to your question, Jeff. Yes, that's where it really made the difference for me was in the actual fight. And yes, it's a freaking fight. I can say fight now and not be PC it's not a fight. It's because jujitsu is a match and not a fight or whatever. But it was a fight. So the that was where in the fight that it really helped because I didn't have a huge adrenaline dump in the first 10, 15 seconds. I didn't go out there and just lose all form and everything that I've worked on. Uh, if anything, it came together together better than what it did in training. Um, For sure. And, you know, was able to really just put things together and, and re- just felt really good. Um, and then the, the stand, the, the clinch piece of it really, you know, Dave and Kyle spoke a lot into that with me in, in the last couple of weeks, uh, about the clinch. Cause you know, in the no gi that we do, I, I, I like to tie up and I like that clinch stuff and, and I do it a lot and, and it, it works really well for me on the nogi side and and they both were just like look lean into that on in this you know if you get somebody that's throwing a lot of kicks and, and you're not sure just close distance getting that overhook mm-hmm. you know post on the the far bicep they're gonna know, push their hips into you yeah they're gonna yeah. push your hips into you post the bicep you know you hit them with a few body shots you, you throw a knee if you're feeling feeling sparky but here's what we really want we really want to just see you do a foot sweep Mm-hmm. You know, because that scores points in tie. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a solid hit, and mm-hmm. you know, not quite as much as a knockdown, but it's a solid punch. Um, unless it's CJ's match, which yeah. We'll unless it's to. CJ's match, yeah. But we'll t- we'll talk about it. Uh, so I, I overhooked. You know, I, I after I knocked him down twice with the leg kicks, I tried a push kick, which <laughs> got a little froggy on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got. Yeah. Why not? I was doing tie, bro. We were already, yeah, it was already a whole twenty-five seconds yeah. in. Yeah, might yeah, as well throw a push. Knocked kick. him down twice with leg kicks. <laughs> let's let's throw a push kick. So then he caught it. Sounds good. Um, he caught it, but it was it, to me. It felt just like somebody that scooped up a single and stood yeah. up with it. So I just you know closed distance, stomped it to the floor, overhooked, turned him, and dumped him just and and when i dumped him i dumped him had one one a glove on his like far side rib and and was like pushing him down into the earth as i foot swept him and when he hit he hit really hard he he was he was trying to push his hips in to throw knees mm. and and actually i think he threw one it didn't land but he threw one knee but he's trying to get his hips way in but that elevated him got his weight up and when I foot swept him, it was just like every, it was the easiest Don't. foot sweep that I've ever hit in my life. Yeah. Because he he didn't have any real weight on his on his feet where he was trying to throw knees and, and work a tie clinch. And it just dumped him and, and basically hit him with the earth and he just he wouldn't get up. Yeah, he was he was done. He wouldn't that. get up. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm pretty sure he was done with the leg kick. Uh, yeah, if I'd have hit him with another leg kick. I think kick, that was the final too. one where he's like, I am out. Yeah. Fuck all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on, man. We've seen you at three of these other time, like yeah, you, smoker yeah, tournaments. Yeah, he's done a lot of them. Yeah, I've seen him exchange with guys and yeah. leg kick the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was over there hitting the heavy bag before. He was warming up. Look good doing it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Well, that's, thank you. That's, uh, that's quite an accomplishment. It's really weird. <laughs> it is so it's, weird. We both walked out like really what the fuck is really doing? weird. I 
what you know and it didn't really hit me how weird it was jeff until we walked out of the the gym up there and i was walking down the road to my car and i literally laughed the whole way just (laughs) because of how bizarre it's like what world are we living in where i am doing a muay thai tournament and winning doing well like what twilight zone did we land in i don't know (laughs) it's it's awesome though i mean because that's it is why not man we talked about it on the last show it's like yeah no you you live once and you want to test yourself and and i i really did go into it not caring if i won or lost i really didn't i i knew that it was a huge risk right that's for someone that's never done tie never done stand up to step out and do any kind of competition, even if it is just a, a you know a smoker, is it's a huge risk on basically you know two months at most of training, quote unquote. Well, training. It's, it's not like we're going into the most professional of officials or anything either. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can easily get your block knocked off, and you don't. And that's the thing about you know I was telling Carrie I would feel better about it if I knew who my opponent was. Yeah. Right. If I could know who my opponent was going before I got there, like a, like like a, a super fight, fight yeah. or something like that, and, and know who they were, know what they looked like, know what their stance was, <laughs> like uh, this. The first guy that I had was a southpaw. We don't have any southpaws in our gym. Mm. We, I, no one that I trained with was southpaw. Uh, you know, uh, and, and you know, they're not dominant as a southpaw. Matt. Holland did show me a little southpaw, but he switches. But anyway. yeah, he switches, he switches a lot. He goes and forward. usually he goes southpaw when he's getting ready to try a spinning back fist or something. And and he did a couple of those that whizzed in front of my face at like a hundred miles an hour. Um, but he'll switch southpaw to do a spinning back fist. Uh, but outside of of that, just a little bit, I've never fought a southpaw before, and it's it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what works is a little different. We. You know, he threw, he was warming up. He was throwing a lot of like back leg kicks, you know, kicks with his back leg, which would have been to my, to my like right hand side. So mm-hmm. Dave's like, hey, man, easy on the right hands. Don't throw a bunch of them. You know, make sure you get it, keep it up. You know, he's going to throw some, some leg kick or some kicks with it, with that back leg. It's going to, you know, he may come for your head a little bit with some head kicks. So, you know, in boxing, if you fight a southpaw, that's what you throw. You throw straight right hands. You don't really jab with your left like you would normally do. You throw straight right hands like a jab a lot. Um, but it, it just it's all very different. It was all very different. It was very Twilight you Zone. Did it. I absolutely dang right I did it. Dang right I did. And and I had fun and uh, I didn't get hurt. I didn't get injured. I really didn't even get hit. Um, no, no, it was very low cost. Yeah, sure. I, I really was excited about the the kid in the finals. I, and I say kid because he probably could be my kid. Okay, he is like twenty four. My oldest is twenty three. Um, but I was really excited about him because uh, he was really dynamic with his kicks. He 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 had some really nice high kicks. And, oh you know, yeah, he was he was definitely he uh, was, putting on a show. The guy he beat wasn't easy. No, so, yeah, they were the two. They, they were two really solid guys. So this reminds me of something. You talking about? You know, you taking the chance to get out there. I think on the last show, you remember me talk about my buddy Dwayne yeah. that went to Montana with me. Yeah. So. Dwayne and I went to a local rodeo in Montana, okay? And it was put on by the Blackfeet. I know this seems way off topic, but it's no, not. I follow. 
I like tangents. And it was put off. On, it was put on by the Blackfeet or the Blackfoot tribe, Indian tribe. Okay. Okay. Is it Blackfoot or Blackfeet? Black, I, it's Blackfoot. It's more than one. I don't really know. It's I think, Blackfoot. I think it's Blackfoot. It's Blackfoot. It's not feet. It's well, they were Indian. Okay. So it was a real like. And this is in the middle of nowhere. This little. Uh, I mean, there's no like you know Ariat. Uh, you know, banners up, yeah. uh, sponsorships. This is just like real deal cowboy stuff out in the middle of Montana. I'll tell you how real it was. Dwayne convinced the guy that was running it to let him ride a bull. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, dude, you don't want to uh, do that. Dude, and Dwayne's like, here. They're just going to bury you. If and you Dwayne's die. like, man, I just want to do it. I'm like, I mean, I, you know, it's kind of like, do you really, I mean, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I really, I want to do it, man. I want to ride a bull, and 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 they're yeah. gonna and they're gonna let me. I was like, but yeah, they're gonna let you because they don't care if you die. I mean, it's not like <laughs> no, they're so, gonna enjoy every minute of right. it. Right. Yeah. So sure enough, Dwayne goes out there, and that's get, where he died. Gets yeah. on the bull, and uh, stays on the bull for about three seconds, four <sighs> seconds tops. Yeah. Bull that's slings not bad, him. Though, huh? Yeah. Bull no. slings him off. Um. You know, there are no clowns. There are no, <laughs> oh, really? There's, there's no medics. I mean, it's you just get out of there on your own. Or the right? bull just keeps stomping you. Because they just told him they're like, "Hey, if he throws you, you better get to the fence quick." <laughs> so it was that. It was just very un like not non sanctioned. Yeah. So anyway, Dwayne rides his bull for about four seconds, right? And I got some pictures of this. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward later that night. We're all sitting around, and one of the guys in our group was was kind of ribbing him a little bit, you know, about not riding a full eight seconds. Oh, yeah. You know, just basically getting thrown in four seconds. Mm -hmm. And Dwayne said this line that I have – it made me think about you in this moment. (laughs) And Dwayne said, well, he said, I'd rather have spent four seconds on the back of that bull than a lifetime sitting in the stands. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's a great yeah, quote, though. And I thought, great quote. And it just shut everybody up. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of, he goes, I'd rather spend four seconds yeah. on the back of that bull than, than a lifetime sitting in the stands. And you did that today. You rode that bull, man. Yes. Uh, no, for sure. No, and it, it's it's weird. It's just really that weird. Bull in the dick. Yeah, you made that bull your bitch. <laughs> I mean, you did. You castrated that bull. Yeah. And then ate his liver. Yeah. yeah. Liver, liver king style. <laughs> No. But yeah, yeah you I, did. Buddy. See, I, see, I brought that all back. Kyle. That was beautiful. I brought yeah. it back. Oh, I, I, I it like back. it. It's it Yeah, he. That you my uh, moments. My my opponent. Iris. I mean, the bourbon's going to kill all the germs. Man. I, I just want to make sure it didn't smell. Uh, yeah. My uh, my opponent came up and and did talk to me after the match. Um, what did he say? It was it was a while after the match. Yeah, it was as we were leaving. No. Yeah. yeah. No, he didn't <laughs> want to talk to me. It, after, as they were no. carrying him off the mat, he looked so sad. And I tried to go over, and, I, and the closest I got was just to give him a little pat on the butt as he was going off. I saw, I saw. And, and it was like, "Hey, uh, got good job, good job <laughs> buddy." Like, a little, you know, a little butt pat to, for for the win. Uh, telling me did a good, did good, and so yeah, he came over and was did the full, you know, thank you so much for honoring me to step foot on the mat very spiritual there's a lot of that in the tie guys yeah it was it was very spiritual a lot of praying hands on the forehead a lot of it was it was uh, several bows Mm -hmm. several bows that's that's like i don't know about taekwondo but it's like in Thai, like they'll be here and they'll yeah 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 like they'll yeah did you do that 
No. 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 I did say os. <laughs> I had to, I had to clean the os off his chest. He, he osed a lot because he just osed he all os. over. You us. did? No, the other. No, guy. he did. He osed you. He osed me a lot, and did, I did os him did, back one time. Did he know you were a? No one there knew who I was. No. They didn't know you. Were no a one had any idea who I was. Black belt and jujitsu no. legend. No, not until no, no, not. The the only guy maybe so, some of the see next time I need to see I, I don't think Mike Wilson even recognized so, me the the guy and he's about the only one that I have seen around know. I just I hated I wasn't there man I had some yeah. stuff I couldn't get out of but next time I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be your Don King next time <laughs> I'm gonna be your Don King buddy I'm yeah. gonna promote this thing mm. yeah have you guys already talked about it no, well you like how I threw that in there. Yeah, yeah I do see, too. in the sales world, that's called an implied close. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, you're forcing me to say no to something that, that, well, I that asked isn't about, a yes or no question. You know, you gave me a, a, a something that's not a yes or no yes. question that I'm going to have to then. We do not really, answer, really do not ask yes hard or no. say no to. So, yeah, if that, I, that was an open was ended, to, open it. We yeah. don't ask closed end questions. No, <laughs> that was open ended. Yeah, I don't know. Kyle asked me. He's like. So we're done with this now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so are we doing this again? Just get us out of your system. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if we're done or not. Are you going to end up with like tattoos and I you're going to shave ty- your head and grow a beard? So I do have Tyler working on a piece for me. Yeah, but I'm talking about like arm not full and neck tatted, tattoos. No, or no head tattoos. I bet you will. Nah. Bro. You'll go full tie now. <laughs> no. Yeah. You'll be hitting a hookah. For no reason, uh, <laughs> no. You know they do tobacco in the hookahs. Yeah, but you're gonna no. shave your head and grow a beard. No. Yep. And braid your. I'm braid, so old. Braid though. your goatee. Braid this, your goatee. The, this is the one regret that I have is that I didn't do this 15 years sooner. Yeah, it seems like you missed well, a boat on that, that. Like it, when I first started jujitsu, I should have just done some stand up too, um, and and started it then. Uh, and I think. I probably would have fought MMA for you know quite a bit, but it's it's hard to fight MMA in your forties, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. Because you there's a lot of extra you know things that you have to do to get cleared to fight. You have to get yeah if you're going to do it right. You know, cat scans and eye exam, know, eye exams, and all all those kind of things. To did you have to do all that for this one? No, no, no. I had to sign. Did a you waiver. even sign a waiver? I did sign a waiver. Uh, would it have to be professional in order for that to do all? Would, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I think I could, and that's, what's frustrating a little bit is one, I don't have any fight mileage on me. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's not like I'm a, I'm a 40 year old guy that's been fighting MMA for 20 years and has CTE, you know, shout out to you, Nick Sprayberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's, you're not 40, but you're, you're getting up. There. He's, he's got, got a, like a Dave. He's yeah. Got a 40 year old. Dave's way older than that, but yeah. So if if Dave's definitely you know those guys him. those I'm guys he's got a lot of mileage though that, that yeah, they do yeah. they do have a lot of mileage on I don't have that mileage I, you know and MMA's MMA's hard on you it's tough but I really think that you're I like could a, do well. you're like a like a seventy nine Cadillac that's just been sitting in the barn I'm a barn find you're for a sure. barn find I'm a barn, barn find. find yeah that's a good way to put it yeah down. barn finds and yeah barn, <laughs> yes absolutely and I just <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little upset. That I uh, that I didn't didn't start it sooner. But do you think I, you'd I have like the uh, the kill in you back yeah. then, like even yeah. a blue belt mark? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. Because there was that turn in our jujitsu for both of us where we became meaner about it. Yeah. And we quit I, I, taking care of people so much, even each other. Yeah. I, but see, young Mark, like teenage Mark, was very, very competitive. Like, right. But I'm I, talking about so late 20s. Had Mark. I started. Oh, in you're my, saying if you started in your, my mid 20s, not too long after. I got you. Yeah. Then, yeah, I do think. So you're saying like started back stand when up. Like, with Sam could have started like that kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. If, well, if, not even Sam. No. no like was, Jordan. Yeah. If if I would have started, you know, because I boxed all the way in, you know, I was I was twenty twenty one when I when I last put gloves on, and and it, then it was just working out, you know, heavy bag spar and stuff like that. Um, but had I started back a few years after that, sparring, boxing, you know, doing more of the stand up stuff. I think it would have probably made me way meaner with my jujitsu earlier on. Uh, I see what you're saying. And, and I yeah. think I would have been way more competitive with it than what I was. You know, when I started jujitsu, it was just f- for like the zen factor of it, the you know the the, the playful art. You know, not not really doing a whole lot. Do so it after I, work, kind of. Do yeah, it. I yeah. think it would have changed. I, I think it would have changed me a little bit hmm. more. That's interesting. Yeah, but so, I, yeah, I regret it. I, what I about I who, who, did we have anybody else from the gym that competed today? We did, we did. We so one shout out to everybody that came. You know, we we had several people that came out. L- Lacey came out, brought her son, uh, Luis, Dave, Kyle. Those guys were there and, and have been such a huge part of of this experience for me and and getting me to the spot where I am ready. Uh, that where Dave would actually sign off on it and say, okay, yeah, I think you can do this. Um, you know, so, you know, Dave and Luis and, and Kyle specifically have been such a huge, huge part of, of me just taking this step and, and doing this and not supporting me necessarily, but giving me what I need because they all tried to talk me out of it, you know. <laughs> um, you know, so it wasn't really support, but it was what I needed. They were like, well, if you're going to do this, then you, you're going to have to do this and do this and do this. I think it looks like on- from our end, you're like, ugh, do yeah. we need? Does Mark need to be doing this? Is he okay? Yeah. Well, and and then you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. No one knows how you're going to handle a fight right. until you get in a fight. True. Right. You know. Well, and like for yeah, especially for Dave and Louise, like they try to take all the factors into consideration, like your age and everything like mm-hmm. that, and like you know. Yeah, they're gonna feel responsible, and yeah. myself is included. If if this yeah. if this was totally shouldn't have happened, kind right. of thing, you yep. know. But I think I think you convinced Dave pretty quick, pretty early on that mm-hmm. you know that you'd be fine. Yeah, that I I wasn't a, a, a danger to myself. No, and I think the number one surprising factor out of all of it is that how quickly you made it adapt to Muay Thai, like your stand up adapt. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. makes sense to your combat IQ, your fight IQ in general, is that you do figure out a way to adapt to things mm-hmm. in the moment, kind of deal. Yeah, I, it's it, it's really it surprised me how how quickly the 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 kicking game, the the bottom half of my body, 
how quickly I started to pick up on things mm-hmm. with that, you know, and, and what kicks look like and what it looks like coming at me and when I should throw a kick, what, what distance I need to be to throw a kick mm-hmm. to make it land good. Um, and, and I did, I, I put a lot of you know mental, uh, work into it. And, and, but that's the same way I do my jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very mental that's right. for me. And, and just the way that I, I'm very analytical with my brain and, and it really helps me a lot. So it's not really emotional or, or even sometimes physical. It's just very analytical, very computer brain kind of, mm-hmm. you know, if this, then this, if this, then this, and, but doing those, those computations really quickly and uh, making adjustments on the fly a lot, you know, that where, you know, I do something wrong now and then 30 seconds from now I can correct it as I go. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I, I think jujitsu has helped me a lot, but I also think it's part of just who I am because I see it out, you know, in, in, you know, outside of jujitsu too at work and things like that. I, I adapt really well to changes and, and, and figuring things out on the fly. I'm very operationally minded, um, process minded and, and know like if this, then this, then this. Um, so I, I was able to use all that. And, and it, it just works. I mean, it just worked. Yeah, for sure. It worked. And it worked better. You know, every day I got better. You know, every day. Every day that I that I trained, I was I was better. Yeah, I you're, was adding, you're adding something to it. And, it. and that's what I, was, I, I mentioned last week is it's like the growth that I felt was just exponential because I'm so new at it. I'm such a clean slate on the Muay Thai piece. Right. You know, that it's like everything that I learned is something brand new mm-hmm. and I can immediately put it into place. And it's just like um, this amazing euphoric moment that every time that happened, you know, even checking a kick, you know, we, we talked about last week. I was happier checking a kick last Saturday because I saw the kick coming and I knew what to do. And I was had my body in a position to do the right thing and check it so that I didn't get leg kicked hard. And. And that, that even just that is something that, like, I've never done. I, I've never even had the a reason to worry about it. But to to be able to learn that this is what you need to do, this is what it looks like when they're getting ready to throw. This is the way their hips move. This is the way their foot moves. You know, this is the way this happens. And recognizing that as someone's trying to punch you in the face mm-hmm. is hard. It's really <clears throat> hard. And I'm I, I am. I am very proud of myself for 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 how far I've came in just a few weeks. Well, I'm awesome. gonna be pissed if you start checking my foot sweeps. Yeah. <laughs> so so who else did you say competed? So CJ was the other one that competed. Okay. Uh, CJ, uh, he's been with us for about six months. Yeah. Uh, been with us about five. six months. Don't, pretty, don't pretty you? young guy. Yeah, twenty early twenties, four maybe. Okay. Yeah, okay. early to mid twenties, college yeah. student. How do you? Yeah. Do? How do you do? He did really well. Um, so it, he, he lost, he lost a decision. Um, I feel like from, from me, I I feel like, and and Dave and Luis echoed it and Kyle uh, can speak to it here in just a second, but I, I feel like he should have won one of the two rounds. Uh, and they, they had him losing both the two rounds. So he didn't get a third. Um, but I think it's a huge learning curve for CJ. I, I think, you know, he, he hasn't he again he's another one he hasn't ever done this before hasn't ever fought before and in the gym cj is so nice he is so such a nice guy 
Um, so we wanted, you know, one of the big things that everyone wanted to kind of see is, does he have any? Does he have any kill in him? Does is he going to go out there and really get after it? And he did. He he, oh, he, he absolutely does. Yeah, he, he went out there and really got after it. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, I mean, he snapped some leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put a lot of stank on every shot. Probably put a little too much. A um, little bit too. Little too first much. time, you know, CJ's very clean volume in his stand up. You know, and. You weren't you like he was trying to kill somebody, <laughs> and so but that got him to, you know, start loading up on like, you know, that puncher's chance or whatever like that he didn't really even need. Yeah, you know, it it, it got him doing things that he wouldn't normally do. No, it got and, him playing like a shorter a, game yeah. instead of a longer game than he normally would play. Yeah, because he's got some long reach. Mm-hmm. He is well, really and even long. then he was still touching the guy up in the mm-hmm. first round, and then he he backstepped a little bit. And was countering, but the problem with that in tie, if you're backing up, you're losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about, you know, who can be the more dominant male is basically, or just the more dominant person because they have female fighters. But just who is the more dominant person in the match? That's why, um, you know, they they try not to show if something hurt or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And then yeah, if you can like when Mark got his hip toss, you know, if when you if you can toss somebody like that's a score, that's a point because you dominated them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing. Okay. And even though like in a pure striking format, whether it be MMA or like a traditional kickboxing match, I guess, um, you know, if you're backing up, you know, it would be to like end the match, like cause enough damage to end somebody, right? right. Mm-hmm. But in an exhibition in a smoker like, you're not really supposed to be ending people via head shot and damage and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, unless it's a lower body attack, like a yeah, body, body shot, shot leg, leg kicks, kick, that kind yeah. of thing. And you're wearing shin guards, too. You're wearing shin guards, so that's tough. No, it's harder like, to – You should. I shouldn't have been able to finish this guy on leg kicks. A little different on that one because <laughs> you actually got somebody that was tall enough to where you would kick the very best part of the inside leg kick you uh-huh. can do, and then you just lay it into them. It still hurts. like. Well, and then when I rewatched it, I was I wasn't throwing naked leg kicks. Mm-mm. So I was throwing I I jab jab cross, which would set him down. Mm-hmm. I, I would hit him. I hit him with it, and it set him down. And he he, he like based, put his weight based yeah, his based yeah. his weight out. And as soon as he did, and then he's covering up his face. And as soon as he's covering up his face and based all down, that foot's not moving, and Whack. that big old leg just yeah, came the, swinging I mean, in. The the sound of it too, like when you listen to it on that video, just yeah. I haven't I haven't watched oh, it back yeah. with sound. So it, CJ it um, sounds nasty. Yeah, CJ did. He was he was actually to, to us. He was out pointing, out striking the guy. Mm-hmm. The guy landed three tosses, three so he, sweeps, three yeah. sweeps essentially. So he basically latched on to. CJ and you know drug him over into a, and landed on top and basically that scored. To us, that wasn't enough to to win the whole round, but they gave him the nod and then CJ experienced his first adrenaline dump for in life <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, bro. And he was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Because the moment I noticed, like, uh, uh, Luis grabbed him, had to put his hands on his shoulder, and he was like, "All right, you let me know you need water." He's like, "Okay, I want water." And he got some water, and he's talking to him, and he starts pointing at his mouth again. <laughs> he's like, "More water, more water." Yeah, he didn't and I'm say like, it. he was just like pointing. Mm-hmm. This is weird. <laughs> and then he goes out. Their second one, still touching the guy up, 
but he definitely was depleted version of CJ. And How do again, you control that. He was though? still backing up. I mean, you keep doing it. You do it. You yeah. got to to get the. And even then, depending on the circumstance, like you may still experience one here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just may. It just depends on, you know, what it means to you. It definitely gets better when you're going to like a sa- unsanctioned smoker tournament. Like you shouldn't be getting adrenaline dumps. Not if you've been doing them. You know, unless something got like personal or something like that, I could see you start being that invested or something. Hmm. But yeah, no, but I mean, he did good. And if CJ's the guy I think he is, like, he'll take this, he'll analyze it, and he'll come back in, he'll work at mm-hmm. it and be better. He's, so. he's, he's a good kid. Yeah, he's got a good head on his shoulders. <clears throat> well, yeah. awesome, dude. That's a great day. I'm, I'm excited for you and. That's uh in your future in Muay Thai. My Muay Thai future. Your Muay Thai future. Man, I'm telling you, even walking in the gym here, getting ready to come up here to Cam and the Rev, and then there's Jeff Studios high above Integrity BJJ. CRJ baby. Um, I uh, I grabbed my tro- the trophy out of the car, <laughs> and I I, I held it up to Kyle. I said, "Hey, I never would have thought I'd have a trophy with this guy on top of it, no. and it's this guy kicking." <laughs> You know, this big leg, this big kick. I feel like we're the uh, God. What's that movie? It's an old martial arts movie. Best of the best. I feel like that's us. Best of the best. Y'all remember Best of the Best? Yeah, right? yeah. You don't remember Best of mm-hmm. the Best? Oh my God! If I can remember the guy's name, it's the worst actor in the world, and he's over dramatic with everything. But it just makes it that much better. I'm sorry. I'll have to look that It's one like up. a karate, like an 80s karate movie. Uh-huh. Like, they go on like at the Olympic level karate, and it's all serious. Not like, like show enough? No, not like uh, Bruce Leroy or nothing. Eric, you're talking about which which character are you talking about? The Italian one. I guess he's Italian. He's played an Italian character. Alex Grady? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, His name is Eric Roberts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <laughs> Everything's so dramatic, and he cries like terrible. His yeah. cry is just horrific. So, speaking of crying. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Man, I saw something today that made me sad. Oh, Jeff. You're Jeff, killing us with this, with bro. You're killing us. This is personal, though. Yeah. This uh, was, this was okay. local. Okay. So, your Facebook post. Our buddy Brandon. Sure. Oh, um, okay. Right. Yeah. He's officially moving to Florida. Yeah, yeah. He's been talking about it. Yeah. Wait, he's been officially moving to Florida for two years now. No, yeah, but, this, but then the pandemic think, got in the way. I think this is... The real deal. This now. one, no, he's actually already signed the lease. And yeah, everything. yeah, he's, yeah. He's, they're gone. He 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 put. I don't know if you read it, but he put a really nice uh, tribute out to all his integrity right, family. Right when we got here, yeah. Um, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Nah, yeah, Brandon's family's been with us for a minute. It's uh, I hate to see him go, man. Yeah, he's been a good one. He's been kids are great. You know, yeah. he's my he's favorite it. purple belt to tap out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Them's oh, fighting words. Bro. Oh, he's got so that Craig Jones <sighs> freaking toehold. Yeah, bro. He's been on. It. I was. That's crazy he's that he's it. been hitting that. Yeah. Good luck with that one, Jeff. He's got a little adjustment he made. I, with lo- it that I, I love. I like. He's. I. We love. I love talking crap to him. He, <laughs> and he does. He he demolishes me most of the time. But he's he's a he's Brandon, a good role for me. Brandon? He's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. But I know he'll do well. Um, hate to see you know Pax go because Pax is been a really good addition to the kids program mm-hmm. and the paximus but um but they'll but they'll do well for sure yeah and then you know he'll be a navarre so it's not 
forever away. No, and, and I, I heard um, Alexis saying that they they still have family and stuff up here too. They so do. They'll be, sure. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be doing visiting. And stuff. So that'll be that'll be cool to see. It'll be fun seeing them come back and and visit and drop in on open mats. And Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that is a little sad. That's okay. I'll, I'll give you a pass on that one, Jeff. Ah, yeah, you know. that one is. But you know, Brandon will keep training and. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he'll he'll keep coming through. That'll be fine. That'll be good. So any uh, anything else exciting this week? Anything ah, happen? man, I don't know, man. I've just been swamped at work, to be honest. Yeah, I really haven't anything gnarly happen. I argued with this Guinea lady at Toyota of <laughs> Cleveland. His last name is Camerano, ladies and gentlemen. He can say that. Yeah, I can say that. Guinea wop fucking. <laughs> he can say Camerano. He can say that. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize what he said. I until you. <laughs> Pointed it I out. had a guy one time. So I got there's two different occasions when I moved to Carrollton where I almost got in a fight with a guy. One of them because I thought he said something that was semi. How do you, I don't know what anti-Italian or whatever racist racist. So <laughs> he, I didn't know because if we're that close to being white, if we can, you're but, still racist. That's, okay, yeah, but race. <laughs> uh, there was one guy. So you know Guineas the bird. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. I had a. I, I saw, used to have Guineas. You see. That's gotta be careful. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> I did. I had but, like eight of them. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> Would you yeah. have? Would you yeah, have? You had a bunch of guineas. I used to own eight guineas. No, I kept them. I kept them. I used to own a bunch of guineas. Okay, Django. I kept them in cages. <laughs> and you had them carry rocks to build you pyramids and whatnot. No, no, no. man. They they helped. Uh, they helped. They helped. <laughs> they helped was around that his farm. Was, un- un- that, was un- I accurate un- with that? Romans and whatnot. Yes, yes. Unintentional racism, right here, ladies and gentlemen. I owned a bunch of. saying he had a guinea to my house. And in cages. <laughs> Listen, they helped around the farm. Uh, they let me know when there were people coming in the drive. Oh they, my God. people. They made a lot of noise. Uh, oh, <laughs> they, no, it just keeps getting worse. They were good. I loved them. <laughs> I loved them and treated them just like they were mine. Yes. They were I like even family. let one in the house one time. No. <laughs> mm. <laughs> House guineas, no. yeah. House guineas, yeah. Some house, yeah. house, house, house skinny. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Some house guineas. Terrible. House yeah. birds, birds, Man. ladies and gentlemen. You got, you got yard birds. And you talking got house about birds. birds. Oh. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor, PKS Paving and Concrete. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to PKS. You are the longest running and ballsiest of yep. sponsors. You guys live on the edge. Salute. Me and Jeff are going to yeah, on that one. Don't let me hang in there, Hefe. Salute my sour patch. Yes. I ended up, uh, I did end up selling them all at the auction. I, and uh, I did. That's so fucked up. I did. That's so when, fucked up. When we moved, I took all my, I had those, all your guineas, Go all my guineas, goats, <laughs> chickens, roosters, and I took, you know, in Temple, there in Temple, there is a, there's a That's livestock where the auction. Are? Oh, there's a livestock auction. There's a guinea auction. Guinea and auction. I took all of that. doesn't surprise me for the Temple. the same one that Django was going to get sold to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what y'all are talking about. But I took <laughs> all my animals out there and sold them at the auction. Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. Well, I got I almost got into it with oh, yeah, one so guy. Oh, so go back your story. <laughs> is that, that. is that a derogatory term or something? Because uh, I don't know this. Guinea is, and I don't actually know why. Okay. Uh, WAP means without papers. I so have heard of that. Out, yeah. I've never heard yeah. of Guinea, though. So I had a, like, we were, I was at somebody's house and we were at his, like, grandparents. And he said, Oh, look at all them Guineas. And it was like, I didn't see the birds right away. I was like, What the fuck he say? And he was like, and I'm like 15. Like, what am I going to do? 
I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then they point. He's like, no, the guineas. Oh, the they point him at and burn. I was like, that's what you call them? And he was yeah, like, that's yeah, what why? Really yeah. yeah, they really are. I mean, I found out later. And then years later, I was working um, with this one outfit that was out. We were eating at like this country store, uh, Love's Country Store, okay. um, out at the end of Carrollton Tyus and all. Sure. And they've got like a diner in there. It's like an old country, like a cafe kind of deal. And we're sitting there, and like somehow we got on like somebody said they had Cherokee Indian in them, and you know how these things start. And uh, guy asked me, I was like, no, I'm a, there's Cherokee Indian on my mom's side. I said, but mostly we're Irish and Italian. And he goes, oh, you're a McWop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he thought it was hilarious. I did not. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think it was hilarious at all. And it's just maybe oh. I probably could have looking back. And years later, I laughed about it. It is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. It's kind of like, clever. And he did, like, he's an older guy, too, he like a roofer. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't part of, like, us. He was just, they were there eating sure. at the same time as us. And I fucking went off. Mm. I chucked my tray. I was a lot hot-headed back then. I was probably 21, 22. He didn't know what to think. No, no. I tried to get at him in the parking lot, all kind of shit. I almost lost my job over it. I remember that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to fight that old man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. McWops. Mick yeah. McWop. <laughs> it's pretty good. <sighs> and then, so, like, for years, I flip-flopped depending on the time of year. Like, I'll make fun of Irish people and call them potato-eating fucking <laughs> dirty people. And then other times a year, I'll make fun of Italians, call them greasy little yeah. backstabbing little I, incest bastards. I want people to make. I think it's funny, man. I think it's funny when you laugh at stuff like that. It's just yeah. like, well, I ha I don't honestly don't get along with that many Italians. The ones I do get along with, I get along really well with. Yeah, but like a lot of them, in my family, I, I don't really get along with them at all. Have you uh, Have you guys seen Jeff? I know you probably haven't because you you don't do a whole lot of social media stuff videos and things like that um but maybe you have okay have you seen the the episode of kill tony where theo vaughn asks a black comedian if he can say the n-word <laughs> is this the one with cam no, no he didn't no, ask no, no. cam when no was this that? was another this was another comedian i didn't i don't recognize it don't know what his name is it wasn't cam cam's hilarious well, yeah he's a new I one have, i have not seen that okay so he, the, this comedian, black comedian, asked Theo Vaughn, who's there as a guest of uh, of Tony, to if he can do some like role play with Theo Vaughn. Um, says something about Theo Vaughn being a good actor. Wants to know if, uh, and actually, <laughs> Theo Vaughn does have some really cool, different acting. He, he does. We've talked you about know. a few of them. So, uh, and he so he asked him if he can do some like role play back and forth. And Theo Vaughn's like, yeah, you know, what do you want to do? And he's like. He said, "Well, I want you to be my girlfriend, and I'm gonna call him break up, break up with you." And he's like, "You can be Shanice or something." I, I think is what he said. And so Theo Vaughn immediately gets in, into it. He's like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." He said, "I, I, I gotta ask you. I got." He said, "Can I say the N word?" <laughs> and the comedian, it was it was such a great response. The the comedian says, "Theo, look, I personally, I'm okay with it." I, you can say it to me, but I'm not going to be responsible for what happens to you after you say it from all these other people out here, okay? Yeah. For me, yeah, bro, you can say it, but for everybody else, I I can't be held responsible for the way they treat you. May okay? or may not get robbed in your Tesla. Oh, bro, it is, it is hilarious, and he doesn't say it, obviously, but he does the greatest 
impression of this guy's girlfriend and and just goes full ghetto ghetto <laughs> fabulous chick he's um, like the epitome of improv yeah like he can like, just on the spot oh it is it's hilarious talks about that you know he starts saying that as the girlfriend that he that she saw she said i you know he says i saw you down there with papa joe and all those crackers <laughs> you know and all those girls all those white honkies you know just he's going full all in you know uh theo vaughn i saw you down there with papa joe <laughs> it's so that's funny fun. it is so it's such a funny little shtick it's it's hilarious theo vaughn's great yeah he is so funny very different yeah I, don't, I, I know we don't want to go down that road but it's funny i've seen a bunch of comedians lately that i've uh you know some of my it's funny couple of my my favorite comedians are Two of them are black. One of them is uh, Lavelle Crawford, and one of them is uh, Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. And I think they're like the funniest. They're two of my favorite. Just my, they're just the style I like. But they do a bunch of little uh, bits about the N word and about you know that kind of thing. It's just funny to me. There's such a double standard, you know that if it's if it's a if it's not a good word to say, then it shouldn't be a good word to say for anybody mm-hmm. is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, the way my mom, like, wrote, she didn't like it. She thought it was an ugly word. And sure. She, she, didn't, she didn't like uh, especially any white kids using it, but she didn't, she didn't like, any of the black, like any of my black friends using it either. She right. Didn't, but it's, she didn't. She just did not like the word. Sure. She didn't like it at all. She heard it too much growing up. Right. You know, in a derogatory way. Sure. And she just didn't allow it. It's an ugly word. Don't say it. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's funny we because Lavelle Crawford, who I keep telling y'all about, you know, uh, you got to look this guy up, and he gets to he's joking about. Uh, Is he know, the guy from? Uh, he's really he's big. on Breaking Bad, and it was huge. Yeah, big old and, fat guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, lost yeah. a bunch of weight, but he was like six hundred pounds. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, him. That's Lavelle Crawford. Shit, yeah. But um, what's the uh, what's the lady that uh, that had the um, the big fat white lady that had the Roseanne bar. No, that had the restaurant. <laughs> they made all the butter, used all the butter. That big bitch from South what's her Sire? name? They got in trouble. For, she got in trouble for saying the N word. Uh, Martha Stewart. No, <laughs> Betty White. Uh, She's no. a cook. Martha Stewart was a cook. She's got Betty a restaurant White. in Savannah. Hillary Clinton. Martha Stewart has a restaurant in Savannah. Does she really? I think you're saying that with confidence. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Martha Stewart. Now everybody's gonna be at home going. It's they're saying it right now. They're screaming it at you right now, Jeff. Yeah. All right, fat white Doesn't lady. Matter. I, it's, just forget. Can we just erase this last? No, 15 no. We have seconds. to dive in deeper now. Now we have to go deeper, Jeff. Fat racist white lady that has restaurants in Savannah. Chef. That's really not narrowing it down, to be honest. That's like at least half of them <sighs> in there in Savannah or on mm. your way to Savannah. Yeah, this I don't know. Bad. I'm drawing, drawing yeah. a blank, Jeff. Sure, yeah, it's not Martha bad. Stewart. Yeah, probably. She went to jail. Betty White. I already oh. said Betty. She White. wasn't a chef though. True that. Was it another one of the this Golden is Girls? So bad. <laughs> this is Wait, like is the one with big titties. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. You're just, you're just thinking of that old white white <laughs> ladies now. White ladies that made the roster. Mm. Paula Dean. <laughs> Paula Dean, yeah, Dane. you're right. That's thank yeah. And everybody's going, it's Paula Dean, Jeff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Paula yeah. Dean, Paula Dean. She got in trouble because she used the N word, right? right? Mm-hmm. Well, Lavelle Crawford is like, 
he just turns it around and he's basically like you know her food's so good he's like you know you could use it he said you could use the n-word in like your recipe names you know and he's like he's like I, i'd be your he's, i'd be the first one in line you, know, it's just, you gotta see the whole skit but it is so funny man see i like cool little premises like that that are kind of go against the grain yeah but, because, like, but they're still creative right like yeah. uh whatever what was it kramer uh did you see his meltdown is years ago it's probably 10 years ago he was like at the comedy store or something, and he just kept saying the N word. <laughs> no, yeah, it was the end really? of him. It's what crushed him. Oh my god! But he was like trying to make it a like a stick a, kind a of thing. thing. Yeah, and it was just very poorly thought out, oh. and it was just like he thought the more it was, he was so he like doubled and tripled yeah. down until he went bankrupt. Yeah, and then he thought like the reaction he was getting was like a, you know, like a like a oh shit reaction, but it was yeah. actually like. No, stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that doesn't count. But when it's creative and yeah. it's kind of like off the wall, it's it, it's hilarious. Well, that's the thing Good like premises. you know that's why I love Chapp- uh not Chappelle, uh Cat Williams. Um he's he's just he's racy enough with his material, but yet he he goes back and forth both sides of the aisle. Like he's not a one-sided comedian. Yeah. Um you know he picks pretty much on everybody, and I and I love that. You know, it's it to me to me that's just come on, man. We live in a world that's so serious. It's like you got to learn to laugh at stuff and laugh at yourself. And you can't let them go after the comedians. And you just no you can't let them start like shutting up comedians. And you also can't it's fucking take, comedy. You let can't them go. Take everything serious. No, man. it's like God. Quit taking everything. Quit being offended by everything. Yeah, no. like yeah. let them have comedy. Yeah, comedy should be untouched. Yeah, it really yeah, should. If it, like, if, if you don't like it, ain't your style of comedy, then don't, or if it's really go. poorly done, yeah, then, then just don't go back. Then that's don't not, support him. Yes, exactly. Don't support go. him. Don't buy his tickets. Don't, don't buy. Don't buy tickets. Don't, don't watch support his him. Videos. Don't watch him. Okay. All right. Well, Give on. me Andrew Dice Clay but, all day but, long. But shouldn't yeah. shouldn't everything be that way? Hang on. Hold on. Let me let me, let me tell you what I'm saying. All right. If you don't like Target, don't shop there. Mm-hmm. If in that context, if yeah. you don't like Hallmark, yeah, don't don't watch it. If you don't like this Fox, don't watch it. It's no different, no, because it's it's just somebody's opinion. And and yeah. if you're cloaking it under the this this well, it's comedy. Well, it's fine. It's just their opinion. But well, especially if it's not doing anybody any harm. Like if you're actually my, not my doing. My point is, any is people harm. just need to stay in their lane and mind their own business and quit trying to just cancel culture. Well, yeah, if, if, if you, you don't think like about, something, just look away. So, I'm ready for that so train to die. What you said right there, Not Kyle, literally. really, really, <laughs> yeah, just like right. struck something within me. And you said, if it's if you're not doing anyone any harm, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, it's what actually doing harm to someone. That's pretty narrow. And and things that you can do to actually harm someone. Now mm-hmm. I, I get you shouldn't be able to just follow people around and say bad things, but generally words words really while well, that well, and they if hurt you're not people, like, but it's if not, you're not like releasing people's personal yeah. information, yes. yeah, like that's their what address. No, 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 no. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But and, and the things that are going to yeah, cause them actual the, and the harm. Public, the public somewhere. view, just things in public. Yeah. Talking about things in public, it's kind of like the all the laws where the, all the. Uh, 
the the First Amendment guys, uh, First Amendment auditors do. You, you guys have seen those those guys that go around and just film police and film, oh. go film in yes. post offices. Oh, and, yes. you know, but the reason they do that is because they have a legal right to film in public. It's 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 a constitutionally protected thing that you can film in public yeah, anything that you can. They're looking see. for a fight. Oh no, they are. Well, a lot of them make a lot of money at it too. Uh, views. Oh yeah, bro. They make. That's how they make their money. Uh, police the police and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, but I'm a sovereign if, state. Yeah. No, 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 they're different that. from the sovereign guys. Sovereign guys are just like there's those guys are weird. These guys are very constitutionalist. You know, they yeah. they they really. But if you if you handle them the right way, and are your you know cops the the videos that you see where cops are respectful, where cops actually know the law that they are allowed to film from public any public space, and they don't get all territorial. Mm-hmm. Those interactions usually go really really well, and there's no problem. You know the problem lies when you get some territorial county deputy that doesn't know the law. And tries to shut him down from filming the back of a you know of a police station, and he's in public. He's on a public sidewalk. You know that those actions should be constitutionally protected. We should be able to film from public. We should public thing things in the public should be able to be talked about. Mm. You know because those things are out there for everybody. And I don't think you should be. I think you should be considerate. I definitely don't like the latter. I don't like you can't film. Than no in public, yeah. Like I don't like where that goes. I don't, so I don't want but too I, much control either but way. But I like, also I don't. don't like the the motive in which those guys are are there. I, I don't like the fact that there. I feel like there is an antagonistic approach to law Some enforcement. Some of them really are. I mean, they're they're looking for a fight. They're yeah. looking for it. And I understand legally, you're in your right. I get yeah. it. What what but they're looking what, for though? What are is you they're benefiting? Looking, they're looking for the guys that don't know it. They're they're looking for and they're antagonistic to the guys that think that it's it's that you shouldn't be able to film in public. Yeah, well, that's what the they same, go looking for. It's the same guys that go around looking for like your dimensions on your handicap access aren't uh, you know enough and like they're you know you don't have enough. I don't know, maybe that's a bad example, but <laughs> they're. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're the same as those people trying to find a place that's, like, got a slip and fall moment, you know, or something like that. And they It reminds not only- me of being in the third grade and and the kid who was the hall monitor that sat in the class with the, with the, with the little notepad and mm. took names of people who were talking. Yeah. You didn't want to be that kid. And that's, and I'm not saying these guys, you, you weren't in the wrong, but it's like, quit being a little bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the yeah. way I look at these guys that go around. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I don't know, you may support them, but. I just feel like these guys that show up at these federal buildings and start filming for the sake of just trying to find who's who doesn't know what they're talking about so they can make a buck off of it. It's like, quit being a little bitch. Go do something productive with your life. Quit going around filming everybody well, trying to start a fight. If you're doing it trying to do that, you're not even just being a little bitch. You're just being scummy. Like mm-hmm. you're just being kind of a little scumbag. Like you're just trying to profit off of it and stuff but like that. But that is what it's different. Doing. If yeah, no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like I mean, you're just being scummy. Yeah, and you but, will see there there are sides of it. Just like anything else, there's a uh, there's a scope of those guys. Mm. You know, some of those guys, some of them are are very scummy, where they just get very belligerent, even with their language. No, they, you can tell they literally are trying to start some shit. And sure. then, like, then there are and, some of them that that are just doing it. Yeah. For the the actual 
the the good quote unquote good of it. Well, I mean, if you're in an area, like, they, they are legit going to do a story on yeah. this post office and they're filming, yeah. and well, they are an independent, actually an independent journalist, or, or even on like the police part of it. You know, there are areas where if you're having police abuse and stuff like that, yeah, and you start filming to try to hold people more accountable, I think that's that's I think that's I mean I think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. I mean, I've I've witnessed go, growing up. I've yep. witnessed you know abusive police officers. Yeah. yeah, like I've seen them abuse power. I've seen them fuck people up. Like you know, now yep. this was Cobb County Police back in the late nineties. You know, yep. and some of it was warranted. You know, some people may or may not have told them to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. But but they, even no, at, even at that, bro. But this that, is back they, during like when there's Red Dog and stuff like that. Yeah. They would plant dope on you. They would whoop yeah. your ass. Like yeah. if they would, they would massage things in a way to fucking where you caught a serious charge dude yeah. it, it literally happened and, and that's where it happens I all the time education for police officers that that we have came a long way in in all this and, and you talk about that you know 20 25 years ago where the stuff like that's happening 15 years ago 10 years ago mm. some places it still happens right absolutely. now absolutely you know it still happens today absolutely that's where i think we have came a long way with police officers and I'm. I know this sounds. I sound very like much like a you know a Democrat and a liberal in, in having this discussion. You but wanna, you want to take their money away? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I think <laughs> no, you I need know, to I'm give them more money. I, I know. I know. I know. Um, to it. But I think that there is there should should be an education of our police officers on what is on what is good and what is right and wrong and what people are allowed to do by the constitution and what they're not. Yeah. And I, I think that needs to happen. Yeah. And and I think that that well too long for a long time police officers got just to do whatever they felt like doing wherever they were because they were the only authority. Mm-hmm. There was no authority above them. And there was no there was no way for the public to know about those dirty little secret moments mm-hmm. that where police officers, you know, bad cops, mm-hmm. not good cops, bad cops would get away with bad and, yeah. doing bad things yeah. where, where they would, they would abuse their power and not just protect and serve like they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I am very pro cop. I'm pro good cop. I'm very anti bad cop. Mm-hmm. I think that, if there's a bad cop, I think they need to be in jail. Well, and I think I think a, they need to be prosecuted. I think they need to lose their qualified immunity. Yes, and I think I think it ranges between from you know uh, bad cops and incompetent cops, yes. like a negligent cop. Like, Absolutely, I think they they stand right there with them. If you're mm-hmm. willing to leave your buddy behind because you can't fight no more yep. and you got nothing left, that's that's beyond no, bro. That's be- yeah. or, or like you know, I thought it was my gun and it was my taser. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> like, like totally no, different. I'm sorry, man, but you need to be training you more. It, yeah. You need to be taking yep. your job more you seriously. Need to, you like, need to know. You know. Yeah. You know better than that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a kid. No. You know. No. You're not. A, you're not a child. No. There's spe- the ones that are really in it. They have specific things mm-hmm. and se- specific things in place that, like, as a byproduct, put them to where they have to reach. Like at a place to grab something yes. other than their gun. Opposite, they, they always keep them opposite side of their yeah. firearm or yeah. on their vest somewhere that where they would never be grabbing for a weapon. Right. So it's always off-handed or right. you know up high on their vest somewhere like that, so that they're not grabbing for it. If you mistake your gun for your taser, you, you're not training. You're, All you're not the way to the point of 
pulling the trigger. No, like, but, but and, and I agree what you're saying. But those are those are literally one in a million scenarios compared to how many times a taser is deployed or a gun is pulled in the police world on a daily basis. Yeah. It, yeah, it, but it's, I'm not saying that is. I'm not saying it was right. Yes, that was wrong. No, I know, but I know, the, I know. Good, but I think it happens way more than you think. The good police, mm-hmm. I believe, far, far, far outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. I, I do, and it, I especially do believe that now. And I think that the the age of the cell phone and the internet over the last 25 years have played a huge part in that. And I think that that it has shined a light on. I think there's always been good cops, mm-hmm. always. I think there's always been bad cops, but I think in general, cops got away with a lot more thirty years ago than they do today. For sure, you know, as a as a whole, as a rule, the Constitution hasn't changed in the last thirty years. Our rights and freedoms and liberties haven't changed in the last thirty years. So I think that what has happened is. A lot of the things that make us uncomfortable, someone standing back and just filming a cop or or uh, someone that, that maybe they are being a jerk, but filming in public and and antagonizing, you know, your post local postmaster. It it, it does feel uncomfortable. Are people and just it, bothering the, the male ladies? Sometimes they are. Yeah. Why are they or, bothering or the, the, the county clerk in the county clerk's office at the courthouse? The county clerk? You Have know, you been to our clerk's office? I haven't. They're actually. the nicest yeah. ladies in well, the world. They probably wouldn't bother ours. I don't know why they would yeah, bother Yeah, but some anyone. of them that I've seen, I would bother them. <laughs> really? <laughs> some are they like militant? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I guess I don't. I just look at that and I think, I don't have time in I don't, my day oh no, no. Do i don't know these people no, that do i couldn't have that do time it at all i, like, I couldn't do it i don't know yeah you. but i think you know i think um departments that are trying to get it right i think there should be incentives for those so mm-hmm. if you're if you're doing the right things and it shows because it should show it should yes, a body of work you, ta- you should be able to take the year and be like we're doing the right things or we're on the track to do the right things or we're shit in the bed yeah like it should be somewhere in there it yes. just seems like and i and i understand that we've highlighted situations like the whole george floyd incident and things like that and i understand there are bad cops out there right we get it well but, I mean, you know odds alone it's gonna be but it, but right but it seems like we have come so far from september the 12th 2001 where we viewed first responders as true heroes mm-hmm. to today, you know, where they're they're questioned for everything they do. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I just no. don't. And I and I think that I think they have the hardest job in the world. I, I don't yeah. think they get near near enough recognition for what they do. Um, you know, these guys are willing to literally run to the fight. And and put their lives on the line for people they okay. don't even know. Yeah, and yes, they don't Jeff. get the recognition for. As a rule, yeah, yeah. A, as a group, yes, you're right. But then there's a lot of them that don't. You're right, but and, not and a majority. Not even not, close. Not a majority. No, but even but if there it's are 1%. some departments that that they don't. And take the the school shooting in Texas. Sure. You had cops yeah. standing outside, agree, 100%. preventing people from going in there. A thousand percent agree. It's ter- that's terrible. I that agree. should never happen. Agree. And and I am willing to make things a little bit uncomfortable for for a bigger bigger piece of 
police officers mm-hmm. to make sure that never happens again. Yeah. I, I don't don't 100%. disagree at all. I just and, which only speaks to more funding and yes. more Absolutely. lights on the case yes. and and get the proper and, training and, and hold people more accountable. And that's what I that's what I believe and that's what I was saying with the 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 internet cell phones and how it's changed it. It's not that it's changed it because uh we're looking at you now, so I'm going to do the, the right thing. That's a lack of integrity. You're yeah. just doing the right thing yeah, because yeah. people are watching. That's not what so I'm saying. Your back's turned, you'll do whatever. No, yeah. I'm saying you shine the light into the corner to make sure you clean out the dust that's there, that's been there for a little while, and you can't see it from the normal perspective. So you put some light on it and mm-hmm. shine some extra light on it and say, oh, that's a bug. Mm-hmm. I need to kill that bug. Mm-hmm. That's dirt. I need to clean that dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, that I look under under my car you know and say oh i've got something down there that's dirty i need to wipe it off but you wouldn't see it if you didn't shine extra light on it if you didn't put some extra attention to it Mm. so i i believe that you need to put extra attention on police departments and and show what their training is Mm -hmm. most people don't have any idea what police officers do as training well honestly right now i don't know if they want to because it's pretty fucking lackluster so let's talk about it. So to the departments that are doing it right, you need to be sh- telling everybody what you do. You need to be showcasing okay, that. And I think there's another side to this, though. You got part of the problem is is you've got police departments where, and I know it's even that's this is even true for our local police departments. They cannot get people to come to work. They can't get people to come oh, to work. No. Yeah. Why is that? It's because of the way the media and the and this this country has turned the image of a police officer. Nobody wants that job. So, and they got a target on their back for no reason. But Jeff, you're right. Some of it, I think, is that. Some of it is police departments are still paying fourteen dollars an hour. There's police departments within twenty minutes of Carrollton, Georgia, that pay their officers fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Fourteen dollars an hour. Well, Bro, you make fourteen dollars an hour at McDonald's. Guess what? Then yeah. you got to get people. Then you got to get the general public willing to come out of their pocket yes. because it's taxpayer dollars. Absolutely, to pay for that. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And and they or gotta, just delegate our money better. Yes. Well, like, yeah. Cut out some waste and, I and guarantee pay my officers more. Like like Heflin, Heflin, Alabama, right across the line. Yeah. They they're on I twenty. They they patrol I twenty. I guarantee they're generating revenue out of their police department for sure. I guarantee they're generating revenue from it. They pay fourteen dollars an hour for their police department. It's a little tough. Well, even the good departments pay fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh, fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year is not that much money, bro. Mm. That's not enough to no, but get somebody like career invested. And the days of having somebody that do it just for the greater good, I'm afraid that those are done. But those are 50, over. And to fifty Jeff's point, to fifty-two thousand dollars a year will get you somebody that's a supervisor level caliber associate. A supervisor level person makes fifty thousand dollars a year. Not a senior manager, not somebody making eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a year, but a supervisor at Walmart will make fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, it at least gets you comparable to a leadership function somewhere. It's not enough, it's and there's not enough guess, function, but, but it's it's better, and you'll you you're seeing more people willing to do it when you have Carrollton City. Look, Carrollton City pays well. Do you know how many you know how many openings they have right now? Probably all zero. Oh, really? <laughs> they have zero openings. Yeah, they have they have they they don't have any openings right now because they pay really well. They pay well. Carrollton it's City a, does. Carrollton City in they, comparison to who? In comparison to they a don't lot pay better of, in Douglasville. 
in comparison to a lot. Of, but Douglasville, the risk reward there too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Douglasville is a way you higher Cobb, crime. It, it, you pay more. Way Cobb. higher crime. Way way more risk. Mm-hmm. Carrollton City is they the crime in in our area is yeah we have some but it's relatively controlled. It's not crazy. They've done a good job cracking down on a lot of organized crime in the last 20 years for stories that that you have told me and for sure um they've done a really good job of of knocking a lot of that down and And you know what drove a lot of that what what the incentive was fucking money yeah they knew that there was a lot of funding coming to carrollton and yep they knew they weren't going to get it with all this bullshit going on that's exactly what's going on at the time so they it has to start at your your start really at your local political level Mm. With, with your your city councils and your mayors and and your people leading your communities mm. that to make it a priority to fund your civil servants that's police that's firefighters that's EMTs you have to fund those departments well, I, and I tell you and I, this is gonna I'm probably gonna catch some flag for it but and if that means in, in raising taxes or or you know budget making sure that you're being transparent on your budgeting process yeah. because I know as a, as a businessman. I, I am held accountable for everything on my PL. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to be very detailed on on where all of money goes in my department right. and 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 wh- how I allocate it and and what percentage goes here and what percentage those goes there and I know that that doesn't happen in our civic structure in our world it doesn't happen at our cities and our counties it doesn't happen there there is no real accountability the same way that there is for me in a business yeah no, for the same thing so there there has to be accountability for for their funding and and look talk about waste or our federal government's just it would plum ridiculous with waste. They waste billions of dollars at the federal oh, level. There was and the, it just it trickles. But that's that same pattern happens everywhere. Yeah. There's so much waste and spending on, across the board. The the things that we're talking about today, where where police officers aren't funded enough and they're not paid enough and they don't have enough money in their department, that's ridiculous that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Because when you have, you know, uh, when you have representatives in congress that their salary is two hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year but they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars yeah how does that happen jeff how does that math math <laughs> that math math doesn't math that, that how you, does that math math it doesn't math it's nancy pelosi her salary is two hundred thirty thousand dollars and and that's what it always has been it's, uh rich and, men north of richmond and hey she's yo. and she's made she's worth hundreds of millions of dollars yeah because they get to trade stocks yeah they get to do whatever they want to do yeah, they get the they get all these scoop. inside scoops they get all this all, all this pushback Puppet master stuff all this stuff that just gets shoved right back to them and they 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 uh it gets people send them money and then they rewrite these thousand page you know bills that they put through congress that where no one can even read it and understand it to know what's in it and you know robert bird in west virginia was notorious for it he was a senator for west virginia and he was a he's the reason west virginia was democrat for so long it was because of robert bird robert bird had every highway and everything else paved in west virginia from money that he would get you know pork barrel spending that mm-hmm. he would do he would negotiate and slide slide money into a 
a bill that everyone was going to vote for and that everybody was going to pass because they, they had to pass it, something, a human rights bill. And in that human rights bill was $200 million for West Virginia roads. And he would funnel all this money back to, to his home region in turn for people in his home region getting those contracts, getting those government right. build bids, right. and then they would turn back back around and fund his campaign mm-hmm. and and pay. It's just it's it's quid pro quo. This for that. It's sad that it happens today. This is not the way our forefathers intended it to happen. You know where that that congressmen and congresswomen are public servants and they're not they're, they're not public servants they're the top one percent of our nation right. it should not be that way they do not represent the people of the of the united states of america no they they do the first three years that they're there after that with the second term the one, by the time they hit their second term they've already been infected with that with the virus that is money and only doing what benefits them and their future in Congress so they don't ever have to go back to do a regular job. Yeah. 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 What what were you gonna say a minute ago about you said something ruffling feathers. I wanna know that. Uh well part of it was, you know, um uh kind of backtracks now. But uh as far as like having incentives and holding uh people accountable as far as like first responders go, there's a good bit of waste within our fire departments. There's a good bit of ways that people are not taking the advantage of their time. And I know guys that have been in the department that have tried to push that work harder, be ready kind of narrative, and there's a lot of push back the other way um, to sure. not, to right. more or less just sit and do nothing and become more out of shape and uh, gain more weight and be a little bit, and you know, be more costly, basically. And you see it in the, the police departments, too. You know, with and part of it is like with them too. Even if the incentives the incentives are there too, the cold reality of it is is it's going to take a lot of those older heads getting older, either dying off, sure, or moving out of those positions and retiring well, and, and I, whatnot. And I think what Mark was hitting on is is something that I've said before too. And and, and I don't know where that starts, but um, you know, we've talked about the the need for term limits. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, are they all bad? No. Are career politicians, are they all bad? No. Are some nope. of them good? I, yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, but you're right, though, Mark. The It does seem that an overwhelming majority of them that make a couple hundred grand a year are multi, multi, multi-millionaires. You know, and it's like, okay, yeah, how's that work? Yeah, and you get stagnant. And so you'd like to see some – I mean, there's a lot of really good Americans out there that have great ideas, you know, that that might be um, better suited for the job, but they're never going to get a chance because they don't have the money to build that kind of uh, campaign uh, to, to get there in the first place. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. No, well, that um, – oh, Larry Elder. Yeah. Yeah, he had to say that row. He raised like forty thousand dollars, completely, like independently. Like he got it a one dollar from forty thousand individuals to go and get on the uh, the debates, the Republican debates and everything. Mm-hmm. And they pulled some conspiracy theory shit on him and like messed up his paperwork sure. and like said that uh, he just didn't follow the right protocol and and kept him out. And the same with Democrats did the same thing to Tulsi Gabbard, like. Oh, she's she, all, I like her. I like her too. You know, she was talking on Rogan recently. Yep. 
um, talking about uh, some of the waste in Washington and whatnot. See, she's somebody that I feel like if if you want to talk about bipartisan across the aisle, yeah. like she's definitely somebody I could get behind. She absolutely, I absolutely um, could because I, mean, I feel like she's she's smart enough and she she's kind of like. She's not radical either way. No. And she's know? got military experience. Like, she's yeah. a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Oh, well, there you like, go. I didn't so know that. Really? She's kind of hot. I didn't know she was Which, a purple belt. The purple belt part uh, makes really? her way hotter. Yeah, yeah dude. So she's, she's Hawaiian as wow. fuck. So she's officially uh, my favorite. She now. got that fucking silver mm. hair. Dye. She got the little gray strip mm. right right in front. Okay. Like, uh, like very X-Men-like. Yeah. Like Storm. Fucking Storm over here running the country. That'd be all right. Wow. Now... No, but he, she was I'll talking about. Um, All right, guys, uh, I'll be back. She'll be t- <laughs> we should invite her to the gym. Yeah, I, mean, I would love Tulsa Gabbitt. Look, uh, hey, free private. I'll send her a message. You do that, buddy. I'm going to send her I a message. I think she's a little busy in Maui right now. Nah, she'll come. Okay. I'll Look, get her here. There's a joke there I'm not going to make. I'm going to get her here. He's, <laughs> they were talking about some of the wasteful spending. And did you know that it would only they calculated that uh you really writing it down? Damn <laughs> call, right call I am. Tulsi. <laughs> if anybody can do it, it's you, buddy. Damn right. Well yeah. I gotta tell you about the time I talked to the VP of Verizon. Yeah? Yeah, I'll tell you that story one day. VP of Verizon, yeah. I I really did. I'll yeah. tell you that story later. I got Dusty Rose autograph one time. Yeah? Yeah. Senior. Started out as a complaint mm. call. I worked my way all the way up. A complaint call? Jeff, I fucking love you. All the way up to the vice president's office of Verizon Wireless. I feel like you're gonna like send me a selfie of you next to Tulsi Gab. Like I told you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hefe, bitch. She's drinking tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get her here, man. I'm gonna call her. But you're they like, were talking about, you know, it would take um it would only take like five billion dollars and they could completely rebuild all the homes in Maui that all just burnt down. Wow. And we've and we just I think sent another six billion. Well, over to uh, wherever the fuck with those Slavic fucking. So why do we think those fires started? Uh, what is it? Uh, pl- Project Blue Roof or something was like it that. The lasers. What is it's the, the lasers? Roof? What is Blue Roof? I'm not really sure. I just know that because I don't know. Oprah if has a I, when I I think of literally like a tarp on a roof. What are they talking about, Mark? They're talking about the color. So apparently there's a color of blue that is resistant to lasers. Okay. This is full let me let me put a disclaimer. This is full tinfoil. Tinfoil hat. It's okay. So I am I'm that putting my sound like tinfoil. my tinfoil hat on. That do, that doesn't sound like there you go. There's the tinfoil. It's not a <laughs> Ish. It's not a bottle at all. It's not a bottle of water. <laughs> anyway, putting putting my, got you, man. Oh, yeah. 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 That's okay. like cans. Yeah. Fresh squeeze. Pulling my tent putting my tinfoil hat on. Okay. So the the, <sighs> so the the blue roof conspiracy theory is that there is a laser that is that blue roofs are n- they don't won't react to or burn Resistant so if you have a blue roof yes it and is this laser shot by like a satellite yes by china. From, from from the heavens okay china the satellites. sky it's not that far out of those so apparently there's some pictures that were taken oh i didn't see that oh bro it looks like the matrix raining down from heaven well no supposedly is it real though supposedly yes. we did this first yes that's what i heard 
in China. Of my extensive research. And so this is them testing out or getting us back oh or God. something like that. You couple that with, well, I'll save it. Aliens? What the fucking mummified aliens over here? Just saying. They're getting ready. Okay. So how do you cover up having like a laser that can start fires? You blame it on aliens, especially ones that look like a fucking... I'm just saying, Paper I, mache. it would not surprise me if those fires in Maui were not natural. Here, watch that video. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watch whoa. that video. Whoa. See that? Let me see it, Mark. Whoa. See it? Whoa. See it? Dude, I didn't, when did that come out? This was this was right around the same time of the fires. Here, play it this again. supposedly it's happened. Done. Play it again. This supposedly Whoa. happened. So it looks like literally like the Matrix is skimming across the sky, people. Oh, I see it. In Maui. It, yeah, is it, what it looks like. It's looks And like, there's a bunch of like weird protocol stuff they didn't follow. Yeah. During no, the whole no, thing. About turning water off, leaving water off. And they've been leaning into aliens so hard. See it, yeah, I see it. See it? That's, that's Mexico out of all places. Yeah. So, shows okay. this fake ass looking alien. Oh, I don't believe that. I was well, no, but it looks super fake. Like, there's nobody that thinks they're real. You okay, literally bro. just put a dead alien on TV, and everybody's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, like, I almost was gonna go the other way with it, just to so fucking hard. be devil's advocate on it." But so I can't hard. do it. I can't. I can't no. find it. I can't bullshit enough to do it. No, bro. They, these alien, these Mexican. Uh, Have you the, seen the meme where it's like they they did it with a they made a cake out of them? <laughs> no, and they slice like it the, up. Can you eat yes, it or not? I swear to is God. it cake? That's the joke. No, yeah, it's is cake. it cake? Yeah, is it cake? They did a is it cake of the aliens out of Mexico, <laughs> the mummified aliens, bro. These look things. if aliens, little bitty aliens like that were running around, were they not fucking? Oh yeah. Everything yeah. else be fucking, and then they be, and then they have a bunch of kids. So that wouldn't they spread like like rats? Oh God! Look, aliens, if y'all are listening, I'm not saying you rats. I'm just saying surely y'all fucking rabbits. Yeah, you say like rabbits like especially. Yeah. yeah, you're an alien. But I wonder if it's just like two lesbians. Well, let's go back to the fire thing because they don't have crotches. <laughs> I am talking about fire. I'm talking about that fire. No, okay. no. stop, <laughs> bro. The, the Reel them in. <laughs> like they, they couldn't done, have done a worse job. It's so bad. With these mummified it's aliens. So bad. It looks these. like the alien from Men in Black. What literally, it's an alien, bro. That's the oh, mummified alien Good that Lord. they presented. Where did they present it? Where was it? it was Mexico's Mexican Congress? And why? I don't know. I was like, oh, by the way. Mummified it looks, like, aliens, it looks bitch. like something a high schooler did as a project. Yeah, it looks. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what it looks like. It okay, looks like so, Indiana Jones. so the headline that you get here is "Alien corpses shown in Mexico raise eyebrows among scientists." <laughs> Just for whatever reason. Yeah. What context did they come up with? Like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, fucking aliens, y'all. I'm trying to see why. The Mexico City conspiracy theorists, yeah. So they announced that they were going to do to to do it, and all these conspiracy theorists get all excited. Mm. Oh, they're gonna they're really gonna do it. They're gonna show aliens, and then the these are the things that they show, oh and everybody's God. like, "Man, what the hell, dude? What are you doing?" What if uh, what if this is one of those things where like they started all the bullshit, and then it just got out of control? Like yeah, you know, it was like a shysters start like popping out of the woodworks, like kind of like Bigfoot. What if Bigfoot uh, was real, but 
But then you had all the fake Bigfoot people just screwing everything up. <sighs> I don't even know, man. I, I here's it's, the thing. We're, it's such a bizarre. Okay, here's what I do know. What do you know, Jeff? The fires in Maui, in Lahaina, were real. Yeah, they okay? were. This whole thing about alien down. and all is just this whatever. Those fires were real. So where did those fires come from? They have yet to determine. Every big wildfire out in California or wherever, they mm-hmm. always know where it came from. They can yeah. always go back and they say it started, it started here. Well, you know, started they, here. So they talk about it in Hawaii about like uh, the water supply, so that like the people of of Hawaii don't own the water really anymore. That big companies came in, mm-hmm. the plantation people came in, and they diverted everything, all the water, because water would come down, rain down out of the mountains go down in the streams and everywhere and people would have water supply Mm -hmm. so when these big companies came in the plantation people whatever they came in and diverted everything to where the water flowed through them and they distributed the water so now they're the water company right so then some of these other areas um there was i guess displacement as would be the way to Mm -hmm. say it and where these were like marshland dried up over decades and decades and decades and they have continuously always kind of had some brush fires. And then the question is, like, surely the brush fire started there, but why they amplified so hard? And then the only thing that I've heard that I've found was, like, a wind from a hurricane blew and it, 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 it ramped everything way up. Yeah. Which also sounds like bullshit. But the brush fires apparently are common in that area. No, look, natural fires do happen. I mean, they're, they're fires and, and wildfires are part of nature. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're supposed to but happen. But this shit burnt everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there was, you know, I have heard that there was some negligence on, like, the, on the Hawaiian government's part mm-hmm. for doing, um, controlled burns and and things that would control the the wildfires from just going running rampant mm-hmm. well uh, they had silly shit like um they weren't um they weren't uh silly shit like they weren't <laughs> they <wow>. were <laughs> what they're just longer than what i thought well okay well they did silly shit like um they weren't allowing they had supply chains like mm-hmm. independent people that were trying to even like just pull a float with a jet ski full of water and supplies and stuff, and they were stopping them. Like yeah, they bro, were allowing people to even dock. Like even so at, crazy. at private docks, they weren't letting people do it uh, for uh, a period of time, like so for however crazy. many hours. Yeah, and and that's stuff and the like warning that. Sirens. They delayed the warning sirens oh, because they said that uh, those are usually for like uh, tsunamis and whatnot, and they were afraid people were going to go running for the hills, and running right into the fires. It's like, bitch, it's fire. It, there's smoke. Smoke and fire. <laughs> Who, who's going to look at it and go, yeah, that's where we should go? <laughs> what the fuck? No kidding. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, how, it's crazy. How stupid do you think the people are? And see, that's what stupidity in government is what leads to conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, I, I am arrogance. so. It, it's arrogance and stupidity in government is what makes people think that, that there's all these big conspiracy <laughs> theories. For, for, for most of the most things, guys. I don't believe conspiracy theories for most things, but I will say the government has done some really screwed up stuff in the past, 
And the more that comes out about the messed up things that government has done makes me think that they're capable of continuing to do dumb, stupid things like that. So when a conspiracy theory comes out, like the elites in Hawaii controlled the fires, right? And because Oprah's house didn't get burned and the Rock's house apparently didn't get burned. Wait a minute. Oprah's didn't go? No. No. None of the like elites' houses. Most of what got burnt was owned by just like normal lower middle class Hawaiians. Well, and you, did you see where they're trying to um they're trying to like re like buy back yeah. the land yes. for like development and yes. all that kind of Absolutely. shit? Absolutely. And a lot Boy. of it a lot of it was land cuz a lot of those people can't afford no, to build what are they going to do? No. Yeah. yeah and, and a lot of a lot of them had had turned down the uh being bought out forever uh, for well, a that's, long that's time. like a cultural thing down there is yeah. not giving up the, their land yes that's been so like in their blood they, they don't want to give it up and don't want to sell out to all these elites and just so happens that it's major vast majority of lower class well i mean just think all right let's think in history has there ever been a time where our government has forced the people off their land can you i mean has there ever that ever happened mm. oh man what mm. Mm. When does it seems that like happen? that may have happened. Seem, I don't think so, Charlie. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. I mean, it might have happened once or twice. <sighs> twice, mm. you think? Cherokee people. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. They're pretty good at it, guys. Uh, Chippewa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> half chalk. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 it yeah. makes sense that I could totally see our government doing some shit like that. Yeah. 100%. That's that's the side of it that I that I do buy into as far as the conspiracy side that I do not trust our government that I uh-huh. think they are fully capable of doing something like that mm-hmm. and arrogant enough to think they could get away with a lo- like some blatant shit eventually yes. eventually like nine eleven yeah oh you where are you at on nine eleven buddy wow you think it was an yeah. inside job buddy you one of those I don't know yeah I don't either that's, I don't know it was so polarizing i just stayed away from it no don't do that with 911 don't do I that i can't do it on 911 it's too much it's too much it's way too much i'm not falling for it so this is not the time for it it's this, just not there's guy, a time to be serious those guys, guys were so blue be. they were so <laughs> free no, i'm just kidding um I can't do it. I can't man. do it. I can't do it. I, can't do it. I, can't do I got it, too much. It just is. It's too much. I, I, yeah, it's got, too much, man. It's like too much red, so white, blue in my blood. It's so weird. <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it, look, all the conspiracy. All of it's so weird, and, and it's it, it. Honestly, it'll make you sad. It, you know. Well, it because, makes you think what's ahead because uh, a lot of things are coming to a head, and the seems more they like keep it. going towards stuff like ugh. seems like it. It really sucks. Like, it really, like, because we got a good thing going here, and it's mm-hmm. probably those people that are going to fuck it all up and make us have to go through some fucking hard times to try to figure it all out, and then whatever cream's going to rise to the top. And Yeah, I'm hopeful. Gonna, I, I, you know, I am, I'm, I maybe, you know, I, I'm a patriot for sure. There's your music time. Where's your yeah, fucking music? I, I, I am hopeful, though, <laughs> that, that we are able to, we're able to turn this. <laughs> it's too late now. Turn this thing back around. You missed it. I you am. missed it. I, I'm hopeful have that we make it. Next time. You know, that we make it. So be hopeful. You know, that, that we're not, we're not too far gone and we won't just continue down this black hole of, 
rich getting richer, poor getting poorer, harder to make a step up from the yeah. low to mid class and you know lower class to middle class, middle class to upper class. So there there should be there should be a flow up and down depending on how w- well you manage what you have. Yeah. You should be able to trans to to transition from the lower class to the middle class. And then from the middle class to the upper class, if you make really, if you make good decisions and, and, and you're smart and you do well and you work hard, and likewise, there should be a transfer from upper class to lower middle class, middle class to lower class if you don't do well. Yeah. Like, I think there's too many safety nets put in place for everybody, you know, and in, in society, even for our kids, I, I, you know, and I'm guilty for sure of putting too many safety nets in place for our kids mm-hmm. and, and not letting them fail. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's too Same. many, Me too. I think there's too many safety nets in, in our society that too many people aren't allowed to fail. You know, mm-hmm. the big businesses, you know, the, the banks and things, you know, you heard that, that phrase 10 years or so ago that it was probably one of the first times it was used was they're too big to fail. Man, that's such a load of crap. That's bull crap, bro. Yeah. That's almost asking for it. it. It is. So so you get you get that big and then you just get immediately you just get bailed out no matter what. You just get free. it's it's free. You get to free free money, free screw-ups, do whatever well, you want to do. Isn't no, that our no, government? No conse- yes, it's no consequences whatsoever. I mean, what's it, it at what point do they say, I mean, you think about our our national debt, right? This oh. trillions and trillions of dollars. It's bizarre. If it ran if 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 you ran your household never the way they run it no, you'd be you would have already filed bankruptcy yeah, you'd be done you'd be mm-hmm. done you you wouldn't be able to make you it you could not get credit no. anywhere no never no so you want to talk about a double standard mm-hmm. you know they just keep borrowing and keep borrowing. because it doesn't matter it, do- it doesn't, it, it matter. doesn't it's mean not real anything. money it's, it's not, not real, money. real money it no, means absolutely nothing it's just it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. it's just it's just pieces of paper yep. or and numbers on a page yeah it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. No, it doesn't matter, and and I just I think that there's not enough, not enough room given for failure in our society, and 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 I I think there needs to be more of it. I think there needs to be more failure. I think maybe, there needs maybe to be we more. need some catastrophic fucking bullshit to happen. Maybe we know. need a reset. I don't know. It's it's maybe that's maybe that's sad. what everybody's been gearing well, up for is know, like understanding what's important and what's not to you. Yeah, and so the the people that that really get it are the ones that'll make it. You yeah. know the people that really, really understand that. Hey, you gotta, you got, you gotta work hard. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta go. You, you may not feel like it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you feel like. You gotta get your butt up and go to work. work well, hard, and I, and work I posted smart this to endure. Yeah. And work smart. Work hard. Grind. Mm-hmm. That work. You know, gr- you got to be able to grind in life. Definitely not enough grinding, motherfucker. Not right enough here. grinding. Not enough grinding. I posted the other day on Facebook, uh, right oh, after nine eleven. And it was talking about um, it was it was a repost. It was a share that a friend of mine posted, and he was basically saying in there that he he said I miss September the twelfth. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. he said I, I and I I wouldn't want to I would not want to go through another nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not asking for that. Like you know, you said it made me think about because you said maybe we need a reset. I mean, the last thing I would want to do. Is for our country to go through something like that again, Absolutely. where three thousand people that are innocent mm-hmm. end up dying for yep. for nothing. But I miss the country that we were on the twelfth of September two thousand and one, sure. where 
people did not see color. Did they not, did not. Mattered. They didn't see race, religion. There, there was no division. No, mm-hmm. and and you were you you held hands with strangers. Mm-hmm. You 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 prayed. You went to church. You you loved your neighbor. You cared for people. There was this yeah. sense of union and community and mm-hmm. pride. And you 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 looked up to your fireman. You you looked at a policeman and said thank you mm-hmm. for what you do. Where in today we've it's almost like we've gotten so far from that where we're so spoiled and ungrateful and we li- we're such a, a give me give me give me mentality yep. in this country we're a bunch of spoiled little bitches is all we are i mean this as a whole mm-hmm. and that's what this turned into yeah and you know I, I think back to the way it was on th- those weeks following and how quickly we forget mm-hmm. you know so when people say never forget never all these <clears throat> Oh, it's gone. That's yeah. what I. That's what I try not to forget. Is man, look at the sacrifice that was made that day. Yeah. You know, when you hear these firemen calling down, and and the commander on the ground is saying, "Get out of the building." Yeah. And the guy says, "I refuse the order." Mm-hmm. There's too many people up here. I'm not coming out. No, he knew he was going to die. Yeah. He knew it. Yeah. He knew the other tower had already fallen. He knew he was going to die. And he said, I'm not coming down. I'm going to stay up here and try to get these people out. Dude, you can't replace that kind of spirit. That is that is irreplaceable in a person. And and we got people across this country that could, they don't care about that. They don't even, they, there's no. It's almost like it's been wiped from their memory. Like yeah, you, they you just, forget how quickly like you were. forget, you know, what, what that was in mm-hmm. that moment. And, you know, I think about, you know, my kids, they have no idea. You know, they, mm-hmm. they. They view nine eleven the way probably I looked at Pearl Harbor. Right. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, a, it's, it's a story in a probably. book. Yeah. But man, yeah. I stood there and watched it happen. I know, yeah. You Same. know, I, I remember yeah. it. I was in school. I remember yeah. walking into mm-hmm. in, in the class and they had it on the TV and then I, they and, were uh, they were calling people home. Yeah. yeah. I, I had just started at my current job. I just I was there two months and we had a TV in the lobby. And I remember us all standing there watching live when that mm-hmm. other plane hit. Yeah. Yep. Same, same. We were we were in the classroom watching, and we were all like, "Whoa!" That's when it hit yeah. us, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is not an accident." Yeah, yeah. no, mm-hmm. you know. And then I don't know, man. It's yeah. just you just relive it over. But and over it kind of it kind of makes you a little. It definitely for me, it makes me hopeful that God forbid something were to happen, I think people would still rally. Yeah, I think the two percent that's really loud about their bullshit. Yes, I think all of a sudden shut the fuck up because yes. the rest of the country starts getting real yes. damn loud because we ain't playing no more. Yeah, that, this is what, and this is I, I agree. I, hope I, so. I, I really, I think this so. is what I believe, and I, and that's you know s- stories like like that, what you told about that firefighter Jeff, are why I believe it. I believe there are still people in our country that have that same feeling and same sure. same heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that. I feel like I know people like that. Sure. I feel Same. like I, I look across. You know, I'm looking I, across I, the room right now at a couple of people honestly, just like that. Sure. I live in an entire community yes. like that. And, to be, and to be 100 percent in our community. Yes. I think when I'm from all in West top Georgia to in general, yeah, absolutely. top to bottom. I, I feel like that. I see people every day. That if given it being put in that same position would do that exact same thing, mm-hmm. and I and I and have to remind myself that absolutely. 100%. You talked about that, and I don't even think it's two percent. But no, I don't that, either. I'm but, but that, but yeah, I know yeah. what you meant by that. But 
it is that segment that extreme that extreme that loud ass, really loud minority. So big, they're so loud. Child yeah. in the fucking golf cart. Everything like, uh, offends them. Yeah, and it's grocery you, cart. It's like if you cart. really, God, man, you know, if in the world, in the words of Merle Haggard, if you don't love it, leave it. Yeah. yeah, you know, if yeah. it's really that bad, why do you stay here? I because mean, it's it's all bull. Like when it comes down to their chords, yeah, like, you then, don't then actually just shut you, the hell up. Would you then. actually just go? Would you re- actually line up and fight for that? No, shut up. Yeah, you wouldn't actually go out there and put your blood on the line for it, right? So just quit. and I, and every one of us would absolutely like if you come and attack my hometown, especially mm-hmm. or, or the country in general. Sure. Absolutely, we're gonna fight. Yeah, right, right. Right, and I don't think all those that are the loudest in the room are usually the last ones to want to fight. They won't want to fight. They don't want right. to fight. You don't want to fight. You don't want to fight at all. You're being loud. Shut up. Yep. No. You, know, you don't want to fight. You get hit in the nose. You run away. You're done. Yeah, you're yeah. Done. yeah you're you're done. done. You don't want to fight no more. Or a leg kick. Or a leg kick. Or a leg kick. <laughs> absolutely. Brought right. that. One I think he wanted to fight. To be honest, I think he did want to. I fight. I think he was like, he, uh, I'm gonna go he here until that second leg kick. Now we, leg kick he might have black belted that a little bit coming in. Your dad, 44. I don't look like Brian's a Muay Thai like, fighter. No, he totally didn't. <laughs> buddy. He, he, no, <laughs> he's got his jujitsu rash going on. <laughs> Brian's like, hey man, you know, yeah, don't get hit, but be careful, you know. Yeah. You know, take care of them, and then all of a sudden, wah, wah. <laughs> Fud. <laughs> yeah, we do this, too. And you, you, hear, you, you hear everybody go, ooh. I, I remember, I usually don't hear crowd and people a lot when I'm when I'm competing. I I remember hearing everybody when I, like, oh. the second time. You were on I, their I, side. You probably should have. I, I heard everybody. Everybody, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit demoralizing if you're the guy getting kicked, too, because he probably yeah. heard it, too. Oh, yeah. If it don't amp you up, it's going to bring you down. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's what that, that's, Dave was talking to me about leg kicks and, and, and the, the way they do, you know, in Thai – is somebody leg kicks you, you leg kick them right back. Somebody kicks you, you kick them right back. You just says, pop, pop. It just gets into this back and forth. Yeah. That's what it should make you do. It, it makes you, yes. if you get hit, you hit them right back. If, so, but when you get hit and you can't answer back, it, it, it breaks them down. And yeah. they, they, they yeah. a lot of people, like that guy, he never recovered from that. He never covered, recovered from getting hit and not being able to answer mm. and to stop Mm-mm. me from doing what I wanted to do to him. Brutal. Yeah. Where are we at on time? We're going to tap out. Are we tapping? Yeah, we're, we're tapping out. Tapping out. Well. On a f- Saturday night. I had a bit I wanted to do, but I'm not going to do it now. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't really want to do it. I just want to try <laughs> to plug it, but I'm not. Yeah. Are I'm going to tapping out to Rev. I'm going to tap out to how incredibly happy I am to have tried something and it went really well. But not happy. I'm not happy that I that I won. I'm you know I, I feel great about. It. I'm glad I won. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm glad that I I'm glad that I tried. I'm glad that I did something really hard. Rode the bull and, and rode and yeah, rode yeah. the bull. Uh, I will will ne- will never have a regret. And, and and I I knew that going in, which is why why I did it in the first place. But it it really is just such a reminder when you actually follow through and do it. And so if there's anybody out there that's that's thinking about doing something that's out of your norm, thinking of, of riding a proverbial bull, just look, go do it. Do it smart. Do it safe, as safe as possible. 
do it with good people around you. So I'm, I'm thankful for all the good people around me that helped me, uh, you know, do this and check this off, uh, you know, for me, a lifetime list of things, you know, things that I didn't know I really wanted to do, but I decided that I did. It was really hard and I loved every minute of it. Sure. I'm very thankful that I had an opportunity and the people around me to be able to make it happen. So That's I love awesome. It. Yeah. That's good too. Hefe? Um, I'm just going to tap out since we've been talking about all our first responders, man. Just, mm-hmm. we got, we got a lot of guys that are first responders here that come to the gym and got a lot of respect for you guys and we let you know we support you and be safe and do what you're doing. And thank Absolutely. you. Thank you for what you do. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Keep training, guys. Keep training. Uh, I'm going to tap out, too. I'm really happy for the Rev. Hey. Go out there and get him a W. It was pretty yeah, cool to too. watch That's him get ready for it and go and, uh, awesome. and, go and execute. Uh, yep. Mark's a very good uh, coachable student, no matter where yep. he's at. So. I got the <laughs> Not best, that I did any of that coaching. The, Dave the best, co- Dave. best coaches in Georgia. Okay, <laughs> they can take a forty-four-year-old overweight <laughs> guy that's never done striking in two months. Make him a national champion. Uh, yeah, make me, I'm bringing home Muay Thai trophies. Two uh, months, yo, guys. So, yo, yo. Shout out Dave Schumacher. Shout out Luis. Absolutely. Shout out Kyle. Shout out Matt and, and all the guys that, that sparred and helped me train. You, those guys are. Yeah, man. Best, best they, they if they can turn me into a tie fighter, they can turn anybody into one. That's right, baby. Tapping out of that, commercial. baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Love you. We'll see y'all next time. Good night. Okay, folks, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in to Cam and the Rev, and then there's Jeff. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and hit that share button. And until next time, take care.